Welcome to the How to Be a Minimalist podcast. My name is Katie. I'm your host, and thanks for being here. Don't forget to check the links in the details of this podcast episode. That's where I include information about my YouTube channel, my Patreon, and how you can get two bonus exclusive episodes every single month for just $3, as well as the books that I've written on minimalism. This is episode number 108, Minimalism and Relationships. Hey there, minimalists. I hope that you are doing well. It is just before Christmas. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I hope that you are doing quite well. My goal, by the way, is to have an episode that comes out before New Year's Day as well. We'll see what happens. I might be gone next week. I'm not positive, but my goal is to do it. I just thought I would put that out there so that you have a heads up if I'm not here next time. I have been having such a great Christmas season this year, and I contribute it to having gotten rid of the stressful things on my to-do list early. I was talking to a dear friend at the beginning of December, maybe it was the end of November. And after I was talking to her a whole bunch, we, she kind of had asked me, are you stressed out about Christmas? And I admitted that I was, I was kind of feeling a little bit of pressure and wanting to get some things done, but feeling kind of that, that stress of expectation at the same time. So after talking to her, we were able to pinpoint the things that were stressing me out. And she said, why don't you just get it all done now and then you'll feel better. (laughs) And I did. And I do. I feel so much better. So next year, my goal is to be very prepared for Christmas and to be able to do those things, not only with a different mindset so that I can understand why I might feel a little bit of stress and be able to say, hey, I don't need to feel that stress. I can still enjoy this or whatever. And uh, I do love participating in the traditions and all of that. So I'm, I'm, wanting to continue with a lot of those things, but I would also like to do it the way that I want to do it so that I don't feel the stress. And one of the ways I plan on doing that is also getting those things done early next year. And that is a bonus tip for you, my friends. If it does not apply to you right now and you feel like you're totally stressed out of your mind, I'm sorry. And I hope you can feel better. Good luck with getting some things done, but also you don't have to have such crazy high expectations of yourself. And I hope that you can put some headphones in while you go Christmas shopping or cooking dinner, put on a Christmas movie or put on a thriller if that's what makes you feel better, helps you to get through it or whatever. But I hope that you are doing well and enjoying this holiday season. I wasn't able to talk about my two-year anniversary because of the timing and everything this year, but it was my two-year podcast anniversary on November 17th. I did note it on that day, but it was it was a hard time, and so I didn't bring it up on the podcast. I meant to do it the week after, but I didn't, and it, it slipped my mind. It was right around the time when we had to say goodbye to our doggy, so I was not able to podcast about it, and then I forgot about it, but I don't want to let the year go without mentioning it. I am so excited to be able to podcast for another year. I'm very excited about all of the different things that are in the works with my YouTube channel and it becoming even more tied in with this podcast as well as Patreon. Patreon is going to become something that is much bigger in my opinion than what it is right now. I'm figuring out how to utilize it so that it is a really enjoyable place to be. I try really hard to keep this podcast free from talking about Patreon or anything like that too much because I don't want to burden you. And I know not everyone can contribute to Patreon, but also not everyone wants to have a recurring charge. I have to say, though, that I appreciate that so much to those of you that have been patrons either currently or 
in the past. Thank you so much. I also appreciate those of you that have checked out my Venmo link and sent me a little tip in my virtual tip jar. It makes such a huge difference. I'm totally prepped to podcast for another year, but I did want to take the opportunity to extend the invitation to you to check out Patreon. You do get two bonus exclusive episodes each month. I have been trying to get some more blog type things in there, and there are going to be some things happening next year that I'm very excited about with Patreon. Also, if you want to contribute, but you don't want to become a patron, That Venmo link is always in the details of each podcast episode, and there are also my books that you can purchase. Also, if you have people that you want to give books to, I have a sweet romantic comedy series as well as some chapter books. So check those out. They make great digital gifts, just saying. (laughs) The thing is, I want this to grow and become my career, and I have to be transparent with you about that. At this point, I would say it's closer to a passion project, although I have to say that I am so grateful to everyone that has contributed via Patreon, Venmo, books, whatever. I do think that there's this misconception though that if you YouTube or podcast that you're automatically making money. About a year ago, YouTube changed their policies where they can put an ad on any video. So even if the creator is not getting money from those ads being on their videos, YouTube has decided that they are going to put ads on whatever videos they feel like. So a lot of my videos I've noticed have ads on them, but I'm not monetized yet. You have to have 1,000 subscribers as well as have received 4,000 watch hours in the last 365 days. I'm not quite there yet, and I've also been neglecting my YouTube channel. As far as posting goes, I have been thinking about it and re kind of tooling it. And it is going to be something that I do. I'm not letting go of that at all. I'm so proud of what it has become, but I'm excited to see where it's going. As far as podcasting goes, unless you have sponsors, patrons, Venmo, or some other source of revenue, you're not making any money at all. Like I don't make any money from any podcast hosting sites at all. And I would never put an ad on and I would never accept a sponsor for my podcast if I didn't really believe that it would be a great thing that would support a simple living minimalistic life. I'm not going to do it. I've had a lot of offers for sponsorships and I just haven't accepted any of them because I didn't feel like they fit well. I am so determined to enjoy this podcast and enjoy the somewhat passion project that it is. But also I want to let you know that that financial support also means so much to me. If you have a chance to just throw a little money in the Venmo tip jar, that would be awesome. If you can become a patron, that would be fantastic. Whatever you can contribute would be amazing. And if you can't contribute, please, please don't put yourself in a bad financial position just to contribute. Like that's not what I'm asking here. But if you've thought about it in the past and it's a good time for you, that would be wonderful and very much appreciated. I don't want ads on here that don't belong and I also would never talk about this for such a lengthy amount of time but seeing as it was my two-year anniversary and I want to tell you that I am ready to commit to another year of podcasting, I thought that it would be a good time to be honest with you and open and transparent about my goals, what I want to have happen and also the way that I want to grow this into my financially successful career. So I would love it if you can contribute and want to contribute. Thank you so much in advance. I'm putting my intentions out there. And for those of you that wish you could but can't, thank you so much for wishing you could. And for those of you that can and contribute, thank you so much. I do appreciate it. You all are wonderful. Thanks for being here to listen. And let's move on to the personal update. 
I cannot believe that we are at the end of 2021. It's so crazy to me. I have had so much fun reporting to you all on my goals for the year, and I'm also really excited. I have to say, I'm way more excited about my goals for next year than I am about these goals right now. I am at a close, and I know that there are various goals that I'll be able to finish, which is great, but also I'm excited to go at my goals with a new viewpoint because I'm different after this year. I have improved and changed and yeah some ways I have not approved but I have mostly improved this year and I feel really good about where I'm starting 2022. It's going to be fun. So one of my goals was to read 12 paperbacks in 2021. I have gotten really close. I was reading a Christmas romance book but honestly I'm watching so many Christmas movies with my family that I decided I wanted to read a mystery and when I went to swap it out in the library in the laundry room at the RV park I found one of those The Cat Who books, so I got The Cat Who Talked Turkey, and I am reading that instead, very different from the Christmas romance that I had been reading. I also discovered that I thought this was book number 11, and I needed to read a 12th one, but this is actually book number 12 because I forgot that I read another book, and so when I went over my list, I added that one in, and then I realized, oh, this is actually the 12th paperback. I have been walking and getting my heart rate up, which has been great. And I have also been getting tons of vegetables in. I have particularly been putting spinach in my smoothies. And if you put just the right amount, it doesn't taste like anything. Just tastes like the regular old smoothie, which is good because spinach is really not my favorite. And now after this very long introduction today, I am ready to get into the main topic of this episode, which is minimalism and relationships kind of late spring, early summer, I came to the conclusion that I had some things that I could do in order to strengthen my relationships. There are a lot of times when we think about minimalism in terms of what is worthy of being in our lives. What do we want to keep? What is worth having here? And that is wonderful. And I feel like it's really important because there are so many things that take up our time and waste our energy and relationships can be some of those things. Something that I don't think I've talked about very much is making sure that we are the kind of person that other people want in their lives. Naturally, when we try to improve ourselves, I think that makes us more appealing to others. And so this does happen naturally, like I said. But I do think that there are some things that I came to the conclusion that I could work on. It was painful, but I knew there were things I could do in order to ensure that I was being thoughtful of others and making sure that I was putting the best out there that would benefit my relationships. Because if I'm going to expect a lot from my relationships, I think I'd better be putting out a lot for my relationships as well. I can't just be a taker. And that was kind of what I was concerned was happening. So I had to do an evaluation. I learned a lot from that. And I wanted to share with you some of the things that I've been doing. The first thing that I've been working on is asking others about their interests or even participating in their interests with them instead of expecting everyone to just participate in what I'm doing. My son loves to talk about Legos a ton. I try to get on the floor and play with Legos with him. My daughter and I have been crocheting together. My husband and I have been looking at NFTs and cryptocurrency and stuff like that. I try to involve myself in what they are interested in so that they know that I love them. Also, when I meet someone new, I try to ask about them, and it's actually kind of surprising and sad how often this surprises someone that I am asking about them, and I'm interested in what they're doing. I feel like that's kind of sad. 
that people don't expect others to ask about them. But it's something I'm trying to remedy for myself. And I feel like it's a good thing for me to work on. I've noticed a lot of benefit from that. And it's so much fun to learn about other people and what they're doing and what they're up to. People do amazing things. There are so many crazy hobbies out there. It's really interesting to learn about their experiences and hobbies and different things like that. The second thing that I've been trying to do is to use minimalism to have a tidy and organized home so that inviting others over or enjoying my home with my family is very easy to do. I have been working on making sure that I don't save the dishes for the morning. That is something that always gets me because depending on our nightly activities, it can be very hard to get in there and get all those dishes done. The thing is, it makes it so much easier the next morning to have a good morning to say, yeah, sure, we can have so-and-so over or whatever. And it really helps not just me, but also my kids and my husband. I've also noticed that this has been a great benefit to our whole family. I am able to say yes to the fun things that they want to do and it's awesome. The third thing that I have worked on in particular this year is figuring out, oh this is a hard one to talk about, um, but basically I realized that I needed to stop removing people from my life completely before giving the relationship a real try. I have to put a disclaimer out there on this one because I would never tell anybody and I would never expect myself to be involved in a relationship that was really bad for me. But I feel there's a lot of stress and pressure kind of globally or at least nationally for being in the U.S. I don't know how it is wherever you are, whichever country you're in, but there's a lot of demonizing or picking sides or things like that. In the last couple of years, I've never seen anything strip away individualism and just slap stereotypes on mass amounts of people. I've never seen it happen like that before. It's frustrating and social media is really tough and it can also flame fires that really don't even need to be there a lot of the time. The demonizing and dividing of people, though, frustrates me to no end because in all my travels and all the places I've ever been, the people I've met, 99.9999% of the people that I've met would practically give you the shirt off of their back and would help you out if you needed it. My husband and I have been helped so many times on the road or have just had simple, happy conversations with people. There are so many people that you just meet at a gas station or at a grocery store that are nice and sweet. And if you talk to them face to face and aren't hidden behind a screen and anonymity, it's amazing. There are beautiful, wonderful people out there. A lot of beautiful, wonderful people out there. I was finding myself sucked into all of this stuff. It's one of the reasons why I quit posting or getting onto social media because I wanted to accept that some people were just venting and whatever. I've seen some things that are incredibly childish, but I also wanted to give that person some grace because ultimately that's what I would like. I would like some grace. What I've learned in this last year though, and as I've tried to better my relationships is that on a community level and on a personal level, I am trying to find out what I have in common with others not what my differences are with other people. And when I look for commonalities, it's amazing how many things I am able to relate to other people with. In relationships, I am actively trying to talk about stuff that we have in common and that is fun and also allows me to respect that we disagree. I've actually told people before, hey, you know what? 
we have so many better things to talk about. Why don't we talk about something else? I can totally make adjustments. I can be informed and all of that stuff. And I think that's important. But at the same time, it's also important to be a strength in a relationship and not just be a taker for me. That's what I want to contribute to my relationships. I want to contribute someone that is able to talk about a lot of different things and enjoy a lot of things. And so that is something that I'm working on really, really hard. I had a friend one time that wanted her kids and my kids to hang out. And she also had this friend that she was going to invite over so that this gal could bring her kids and we could all hang out together. And it sounded like a really good idea. When we first met, this gal that was my friend's friend was very standoffish at first with me. And it took me a long time to figure it out. I had to be like a detective and figure out what is this gal's problem with me? It is so strange. I'm usually a really friendly person and I could pretty much talk to anybody. So I didn't understand why she had any issues with me. After doing my detective work though, I learned that she was from this church and that church had had a lot of bad things to say about my church that I attended. Instead of getting all insulted, I took the opportunity to let her know the things that we had in common. I didn't confront her or anything, but anytime she said something about religion, I was like, hey, I believe that too. And I kept on doing that and letting her know what we had in common in a really non-confronting way. We became really good friends. It was very surprising to me, but it worked so much better than being insulted or feeling like I had to be defensive about my church or anything like that. I just let her know what we had in common and we could build our own relationship off of that, which is exactly what happened. Every time I do that, it works so much better than looking for differences. Differences are just a way to put up barriers and there are way too many barriers out there for my taste. So I'm working on this one and it has benefited me so much and it's so much more of a peaceful way to live, which I really appreciate. My favorite thing about that is that it allows me to respect that someone is different from me. We are not going to all have the same opinions or experiences and our experiences really shape our opinions. If we find the things that we have in common, it allows us to let go of the things that we may be different about or feel differently about, which is totally fine, but we can still gather together around this one topic. For instance, we're all here about minimalism. It's great. If we all got together and we only spoke about minimalism, we would probably all be like practically besties, right? (laughs) Before I continue on, I want you to know that there's like an atmospheric river rainstorm going on right now. It's going to last for days and it's been raining for a long time too. So I just had to record again in the rain. I hope you can't hear it, but it also keeps on making me feel like I have to get closer to the mic and I'm hearing a lot of noise in the mic and I feel so bad, but I also cannot take the time to record this all over again, but it just hit me. Why am I, why am I getting so like in the microwave, not in the microwave, in the microphone, but it's because all of the noise from the rain is making me get closer to the microphone because I feel like you will be able to hear me better. And it's also disrupting the way that I'm hearing the feedback in my headphones. So sorry about that. This episode is going to be one of those ones that I cannot edit as cleanly as usual. The fourth way I've been trying to be a giver in my relationships is I've been trying to give grace to others and making sure that I'm giving grace to myself. So Josiah was bugged the other day. That's my husband. He was a little bit short and I felt a little frustrated by it. Instead of getting offended, I told him, hey, I think you're not okay. You sound frustrated right now. And he was kind of like, well, of course I'm frustrated right now. Think about my week I've had. And I said, yeah, I know. I'm really sorry. Is there anything I can do for you? And 
you know, he sort of melted a little bit. He let me know a whole bunch of stuff that was bothering him. And we were able to come together instead of what would have happened if I had been offended and reacted negatively. But it made so much of a difference to ask him, are you okay? And I know you're not okay, but what can I do to help you to be okay? Also, I don't have to be a perfect friend. And this is where giving myself that grace comes in. I don't have to be a perfect friend. And I also don't have to expect others to be a perfect friend. I don't have to expect my husband to be a perfect husband, nor do I have to expect myself to be a perfect wife. We all have so many issues. It's hard to just function, let alone be perfect. And so for me, what I'm trying to work on is just being and trying to be the best person that I can, the best self that I can, and also communicating when something isn't quite right. I've noticed so much more success by taking that risk of being open and explaining myself or explaining my expectations as well. Mostly though, I'm trying to give grace and it is working so much better than my expectations always coming short. I once had a counselor tell me that to be human is to disappoint. I think that to be humane is to show grace. With the last two things that I've talked about, I want to make sure that you know that, again, toxic relationships are not worth investing in. You can only show grace so many times to someone that is out to use and abuse you. But to those relationships where we can show a little love and understanding that will make a world of positive difference, I've learned that it's so much better to swallow my pride and show that grace and in turn I'm given the best gifts of love and bonding and closeness that I have not experienced in a long time. I feel so good about those things. It turned out that I was getting in the way of myself receiving those gifts honestly and that was one of the hard realizations that I made this year when I took stock of how can I be a better friend. The last way I've been working really hard on being a giver in a relationship is to have a sense of humor and don't take myself so seriously. This one's hard for me. It is so hard sometimes to feel frustrated inside and have someone say something or make a joke and to not be like, oh no, no. My sense of humor went on a little short vacation. (laughs) I'm one of those people that's like, if I'm concentrating or if I'm frustrated or if I'm trying to do something, it's very difficult for me to engage in anything else. I am not good at multitasking, depending on what it is. So I have been trying very hard to either communicate really well or take things as a joke. Don't assume offense. And it's really hard for me. I really struggle here, but I have been getting better at it with practice. So that is where I'm headed with that. And honestly, life is so much better this way when I can just laugh something off. It is so much better. And I engage more with whoever is playing with me because usually it is playful. It's not someone that has intended offense. It's just something funny that happened and something they want to talk about or whatever. And I am so much better at joining in with what they're doing instead of taking myself so seriously and trying to keep it all together with what I am doing. I am far from perfect at this, but I am working on it and it has made my life so much better. All of these things are things that I have been working on to be a stronger part of each relationship in my life. 
These are hard. These are not easy for me to do. They are things that I have struggled with. Some things I'm farther along than others, but I am feeling so much better about many of my relationships. And I've found that as I practice these in the relationships that are really comfortable for me, the relationships that I have that are uncomfortable are also getting easier because I've had better practice at laughing things off or showing grace or showing interest in someone's hobbies that I maybe wouldn't really normally get along with. But when I find those things that we have in common instead of our differences, it seems to work out a lot better. I know a lot of people are probably going to get together with relatives, friends, loved ones, whatever this holiday season. And my minimalist challenge for you is to pick one of these things and practice it. Just try it as an experiment because the holidays, you know, we are generally speaking running on more sugar. Our stress levels are higher. There are a lot of things that are going on. We're overstimulated. It can make gatherings unpleasant instead of a really fun bonding time. So my challenge for you is to be able to do what you can to be a stronger part in a relationship where you can actually enjoy and embrace that person and have a good holiday season or a good end of the year. If you don't celebrate holidays, that's totally cool. But see what you can do about strengthening your side or your part in your relationships. I've been working on these things for a good six months now, if not eight or nine. And I'm not saying any of this stuff to project it onto you or to say, hey, you should do all of these things. But if there's something that resonated with you, I hope you will try it because I have benefited so much from these few things. It has made my life better. Hands down, made it better. Again, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas season. Thank you. Thank you for being here and for considering supporting this show. Remember, it is all about the experiences, not the stuff. And I will see you next time.